Welcome to the Four Freedom Podcast. I found my freedom in you. I found a joy I can't lose. And thank God it's true. You wrapped your arms around me. And heaven broke through from the moment you found me. I found my freedom in you. This podcast exists bring the freedom of the gospel for everyday Christians with everyday issues. Now here are your hosts, James Saferick and Brett Martin. Welcome back to the Four Freedom Podcast. We've got some great things planned for you today. We've got some great things coming up in the next few weeks that we're just excited about. Uh, Can't wait to share those with you today. Uh, But, man, we've just been loving life and doing church and doing ministry and preaching the gospel and just loving every minute of uh, serving the Lord. Uh, But, James, what's uh, what's going on over in your neck of the woods? Man, yeah, we are doing well. Of course, we're still getting settled in in our new church and, uh, man, loving uh, first of the year. We preached through our mission statement the first week of the year. And uh, the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about our core values. And so uh, we're spending about three, two to three weeks on each core value. So we're in core value number one, which is glorify God, which I think is where we should start all of our lives at. And so it just helps our church know where we're at. And so we're preaching through what it means to glorify God through worship, through prayer, uh, our first couple of weeks on that. And then we'll be going into growing together um, in a couple of weeks. And so, man, we are pumped and excited about that. I'll tell you what, tell me, let me, let me tell you something that I did yesterday. Yesterday, I'm in my office, I'm reading through my sermon, I'm preparing it, and before I, I go out to preach, I have a few minutes uh, before I go out and start shaking hands where I look through my phone, and I'm looking through my phone, and there's a live going, and it's for uh, Pleasant Grove uh, Baptist Church, and I open it up, and I see old James up there leading the music. <laughs> so the thing about it is, is that when you sing on those Facebook lives, it it's isolates so the vocals. So it's like James is singing solo. And man, you've got some good pipes on you. You know, oh, you know you've got some, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think that uh, old Simon Cow would hit his X button for you. So, you know, I think you're doing a good job up there pulling double duty. Yeah, I appreciate it. We, uh. Our music lady, she is uh, having a little bit of health problems, and so she asked me if she could take the month of January off. Um, and so at first I'm like, no, but I, it's hard for me to tell someone who's not getting paid or anything, hey, no, you have to be here. And so uh, the last couple of weeks I have led music, led the choir. We've had choir practice. Uh, I'm not a singer by any means, uh, but, man, Brett, I'm telling you, the last couple of weeks I've led music. And I told my wife, I said, singing for 10, 20 minutes, 15 minutes as you lead through that, I said, you're using different part of your vocal cords for then when you turn around to preach. I said, I feel like I'm just yelling sometimes and I get done. And it's like, I don't even have a voice. Like I get done preaching and I come down, we have our invitation time response. And uh, that, that, that those couple of minutes there, my voice rests. And then I go to talk again and my voice cracks and it's like, I'm raspy. It's like my voice held up while I was preaching and speaking. And then I got done and it was like, boom, nothing. Like I don't have a voice left anymore. <laughs> so it's Dude, been interesting. I, I did it for six years at my last church. 
for six years. Wow. I was the pastor and the song director. And brother, I definitely can sympathize sympathize with you because sometimes you just you strain your voice so much, and then you got to get up there and preach, and uh, it, it's definitely not fun. Yeah. So it's been great. We've been having a good time with that, and uh, you know, for me, it's I'm able to curtail the music a little bit more because I know what I'm preaching, so I'm I'm developing those musics along with it. So we're 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 gearing the worship service toward it. So I've enjoyed doing that. Um, but I, I will look forward to when someone else is able to step in and, uh, and lead. So I don't have to, uh, but yeah, it's been great. It's been cold these last couple of weeks. Uh, it's been a great time and, uh, church is doing well. I appreciate you listening and, uh, uh, tuning in on my message there. And I've, I've loved your little clips that you put out from your church there, Rocky point. And, uh, but man, church is doing well. Uh, we're seeing, we had two first time guests this past week. Um, on a down Sunday when it was cold, uh, you've you've gotten some ice. We haven't gotten any ice. Uh, it's just been cold, no snow or anything, just really cold. Uh, but we've had a little bit of sickness come through our house and also in the church. Um, so we've seen some some ups and downs as far as, as numeric people go. Uh, but it's been been great, and I think we're getting some good response from our core values and our mission statement. And so I'm really really excited about that. You know. Uh, the, we don't get paid to do the Four Freedom podcast. This is sort of a side hobby. Um, so, so pastoring and preaching is our our main thing. And so, being able to see lives changed. Uh, I got a lady that Brett, you'll like this. Uh, that came to me Sunday after I got done preaching. She hung around afterwards. Um, she's had some marriage problems. She's left her husband. Or her husband left her. I don't know the whole story. She's got a couple of kids. And uh, she came to me afterwards and she said, "Hey, pastor," she said, "I, I want to get baptized." She said, I've never, never followed the Lord in believers baptism. And I'm like, dude, I'm stoked. It's awesome. Like lives are being affected and it's just been great. So uh, I, I figured you'd appreciate that too. Dude, that's, uh, that's awesome, bro. That's, that's what we're in it for. That's yeah. what we're here to do. Uh, I as well in the month of January am introducing a new uh, mission statement, vision statement to the church. And we've been, uh, preaching through it through the month of January. I think things have been good. Man, we had a really, really uh yesterday. I mean, the the house was packed, and we had a lot of people there. I had one of my deacons get up, and, you know, it was um, Sanctity of Life Sunday uh, mm-hmm. for our convention. And so uh, I had one of my deacons get up. He's the assistant chairman. Um, he's also teaches our teenagers and talked for about five minutes on sanctity of life and man did an awesome job so great bruce did an awesome awesome job uh he's been a school teacher for for years and years and years um but he loves the lord and man he, he did a great job we had a good response from the message and one of the things we're doing at our church that i'm really excited about is we're starting a praise band and uh, we're 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 getting that together. Uh, we've got some we've got players. We need singers. Uh, we've got some singers that we're going to audition soon that are don't attend our church but are friends to our church. And uh, we're thinking maybe doing this on like Friday, Saturday nights. Have like you know uh, youth meet explosions and you know maybe every quarter or so uh, have the praise team do do a contemporary service. And uh, I'm excited about what that's going to bring in for the church. And we're expanding. We're expanding our fellowship hall. 
getting a bigger kitchen, bigger nice. deck, bigger bathrooms, and it, you know we're just expanding because we we don't have the room. We've grown to the point where we just don't have the room anymore, and we got to get bigger. And that's a that's a good problem to have. It is. And, it is. Uh, so I'm just excited about what the Lord's got for us, and I'm just excited about church, man. I love church. You know, I've went to church from the time I was 12, 13 years old. My mom took me uh, sporadically before that. But, man, from the time I was 12, 13, I just went to church every week. And, man, I love church. I love my church family. I love being around the people in church. And I just don't know what my life would be um, without the body of Christ. That's fantastic. Same here. You know, I, I've been going to church since I was a baby. I think I shared a couple of weeks ago where I was born on a Thursday and began going to church on a Sunday. And so I've been in church my whole life. Uh, I, I remember there's a picture of me uh, when our church was running the bus ministry of me in a car seat and my mom driving the bus and my dad leading the bus uh, program. Uh, on the bus there, and, and I'm a I'm a bus kid uh, as a kid uh, in a car seat, and so uh, the church again, yeah, it's it's my life, it's everything. Uh, my family's in it. I, we talked about that yesterday w- in our message of just serving as a family and having that family worship, uh, which leads us right into where we're going to be going over the next month or so, uh, which is in the church. We're going to do a series of in the church and what that looks like. We're titling it. Freedom in the church. And as we look through, we're going to be discussing several different topics. We're, we're discussing topics such as abuse. Um, we'll be talking about worship and music in the church. We're going to be talking about uh, dress in the church. One of our, uh, Brett, our very most listened to episode, you may not know this, you don't get the analytics, but is um, our episode we did on modesty. And uh, it's gotten thousands of downloads and uh people still go and listen to that episode it's one of our most listened to every single month and uh so we're going to be discussing modesty again but that was a specific women modesty we're going to be discussing it as far as dress for men and women uh the service and structure in the church uh translations as far as the bible uh preaching styles and several several different other topics um, as we begin to just talk through what is the church, how does the church function, and how do we have freedom in the church? Brett, why don't you talk a little bit about that? Because uh, I think oftentimes in our life, we do church the way we've always done church or the way we were told that church is supposed to be done. And as we begin to grow in our faith and uh, we're in a different style or a different county or a different state, Church is done differently. You know, I, I was raised in a in a pretty metropolitan area, and so it wasn't uh, huge by any means. But rural church, where I'm at now, in a very rural country, family-style church, is done very differently than the way I was raised. Um, and so we're beginning to see and having to adapt the way we do ministry. Um, but oftentimes that can be a downfall or a, a hindrance to us when we come to worship because we expect it to be done a certain way. And so t- tell us a little bit about your experience and about what your thoughts are as we go into this series. Well, you know, of course, growing up in, you know, legalistic churches that, 
we attended and I attended, you know, everybody did church the same way. It was the same thing. And then there were little differences here and there. Like, for instance, my church growing up, they would stand up and shake hands uh, while the piano played, handshaking time. And, uh, you know, I didn't see that in some of the other churches I went to. But for the most part, church in our circle of fundamentalism was always done the same. And if you strayed from that, if you went outside of that box, you were wrong. You, you're not doing church the way it used to be done. You're not doing church the way it was done back in the 1950s. And you're a sinner and a compromiser. Um and I knew coming out of that that I wanted to change. I wanted to do something different. But my thing is, is I didn't know how. I didn't know how to do church different. So when I left uh, my uh, IFB church and went and pastored my first Southern Baptist church, I only knew how to do church one way. So I just did church the way I had always done it and kind of started to turn my little Southern Baptist church into a little mini independent Baptist church because I didn't know any other way to do church. One of the, one of the biggest uh, things that it took for me to get used to, one of the hardest hurdles that we had to kind of get past was when I took this new church, they did not have a Sunday night service. And man, just the guilt and the shame that we experienced for not having a Sunday night service. And I remember getting to that church and thinking our first Sunday night, man, we got to go to church somewhere. So we went to the closest independent Baptist church to us and we went there a couple Sunday nights. We started jumping around and going to different church on Sunday nights. And even though our church didn't have a Sunday night service, we would still go to church on Sunday nights until I came to the point where I was like, okay, let's just, let's just stay home. Let's just try it. And so what we did is we stayed home from church and we didn't go to church on Sunday night. And the feeling was so weird because, you know, three to three to thrive, man, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, that's what you need to be a good Christian. And I remember that first night we stayed home. It was a little awkward. But then the next night, then the next week and the next week, that time, uh, not going to Sunday night church, just that family time did more to bring our family together. And, you know, I was working a lot. I was working 50, 60 hours a week. And so my wife was working and she, she was homeschooling the kids. And so and we're also doing church stuff, so we're busy going. Uh, every day we had something to do. So that time we had as a family on Sunday nights together, playing a board game, watching a movie, going to a restaurant, just doing things together, did more for my marriage and more for our family as a whole that, that gave us it really it gave us healing. Because when we come out of the IFB, we were hurt. We had been run over. We had been verbally abused and spiritually abused. And we had been put through the ringer to the point where I almost lost my faith over this. And then those Sunday nights, just spending time with my family, getting the word of God in the morning, and then at night having that family time, 
man, it did so much to heal our family and really so much to bring us closer to God uh, than anything else we experienced during that time. And man, it that experience, my first church out of the Independent Baptist Church, it was just a learning curve of trying to learn the right way to do things and the right way to uh, process things and get out of this mentality that there's only one way to do it. And if you don't do it this way, it's not right. And that's why I'm excited about this series, because this is what I needed. When I came out of legalism, I needed this type of series to process what I had been through and to explore the correct way uh, to do it moving forward and what's the right way to proceed in church. And so I'm just excited about this series and I'm ready for it because like I said, when I came out of it, this is something that I desperately needed. Absolutely. One of the uh, things that we're so looking forward to, I know me personally, is we've got some stellar interviews lined up. Uh, we've got Bob Coughlin coming on here in a couple of weeks. Some of you may not know who that is. Uh, he's part of Sovereign Grace Music, uh, just a fantastic worship guy, and done a lot of seminars and teaching and preaching on worship. Uh, Jim Newheiser in a couple of weeks will be coming on. But Brett, one of our <clears throat> got off the phone with uh, this young man. I'm gonna call him young man. Uh, got the phone off the phone with him just a couple of days ago. And uh, we were talking about our episode. I haven't even shared this with you. And uh, it's Brian Edwards, and he's going to come on, and he's going to talk through uh, the evolution of church with Hope Church. Uh, So Hope Church started out as Blessed Hope Baptist Church, and they went to Hope Baptist Church, and then they went to Hope Church. And the evolution of how that formed and how that moved with the changing of them evolving and them growing and knowing how to do things. Um, I'm so excited about him sharing that with us because it's going to help us to see that things don't always have to be the way, quote unquote, the way we've always been told it should be done. And, uh, you know, as you were sharing, my mind went to the old story illustration of uh, the the young lady that was cooking a roast and uh, she chopped off the the front and back end of the roast and put it in the pan and then put the pan in the oven. I mean, chopped off a couple of pounds of meat and and uh, put it into the oven and began cooking it. And uh, one day the grandma was over there and she said, what are you doing? And she said, well, this is the way my mom taught me. She said, this is the way you taught her. And she said, well, I did that because our oven was too small. The roast wouldn't fit in. And so I had to chop the ends off of the the roast. And so now it was, this is the way mom told me to do it. And so I've got to do it that way. But when grandma came over, she's like, no, if I had a bigger oven, I wouldn't be chopping the ends off. But so often it's because it was done 50, 60, 80 years ago. Well, then it has to be done this way now. uh, When in reality, we need to get back to the way the New Testament church operated and do church that way. And so I'm so looking forward to uh, some of these topics, some of these interviews that we've got lined up uh, with men and women that are just going to be fantastic assets to us and to learn from. And I've shared this often, and I'm, I really appreciate that you said it, Brett, uh, because we do feel like sometimes we're on an island when we come out of legalism, when we come out of what we were at. And these are episodes that are going to help us as we move forward in any stage or or situation that you're in in the church. Uh, some of you may be, 
you know, questioning church altogether. Should I even be in church? Is church even a, a thing that I should be in? Uh, and so this helps us to understand, helps us to process things, helps us to verbalize some things that we're in. And uh, so we hope you're going to enjoy this. We hope you'll share some of these episodes that help you with other people. And, uh, man, we're so looking forward to uh, what we've got going on. Uh, one thing that another thing that I thought of that we need to talk about, and I don't know if this is on the list. If it's not, we can put it on there, but is different forms of outreach. Um, you know, when we're, you know, sometimes uh, independent Baptist churches, we have this idea door knocking, door knocking, door knocking, door knocking, door knocking is the only way to do it. And don't get me wrong. As a pastor, you should be knocking doors. As a pastor, you should go door to door. You should go house to house. You should invite people. I'm not saying don't do that, but that's not the end all and be all. That's not the only way to do it. And it's definitely not the best way to do it. There are other options. One of the things we're doing in our church uh, in the next uh, couple months is we're actually starting an outreach team. And this is going to be people in our church that are going to going to uh, we're going to get together with me. And we're going to talk about different, you know, brainstorm on different ideas. We're going to innovate and try to think of different ways we can reach our community, how we can implement those, how we can carry them out. And I'm excited about it. I mean, I know when we go to uh, when we go to uh, the For the Sake of the Gospel conference uh, this coming November, me and you are going to start a bus route at JC's church. You know, we're going to, you know, get out there and. You know, we're going to be 1000 percent. We're going to be drink, eating goldfish and we're going to have world largest ice cream Sunday in one week and we're going to get him a bus route going. Absolutely. So, you know, he'll, he'll need to get a CDL or get right with God. Absolutely. One hundred percent. We are doing that. Uh, and so hopefully John will be there, too, to help us. And uh, you can help us. You can maybe start bus, bus number two as we start bus <laughs> route number one. Uh, and so it's going to be great. We're number uh, one. We're yeah, number one. That's right. That's right. Uh, but yeah, we're excited. Hey, I just added outreach to the uh, list of topics as well. Uh, maybe you've got a li- maybe you've got an idea of something that you would like for us to talk about. Uh, leave us a message. You can reach out to us on our social media websites. Uh, you can reach out to us on our email, and uh, you can let us know some things that you would like for us to talk about. So some areas that uh, you've had questions about, and uh, that you would like us to. Uh, dissect a little bit more. Uh, and so, Brett, any any final thoughts before we wrap up the episode? I got a question for you. I just kind of thought of, can you name, I know you may watch other church services or, you know, other people. Um, can you name just like a church service that you watch that you're just like, man, that's kind of, that's kind of the way church needs to be run and not saying you want to copy that verbatim, but just thinking, man, that's just a great way to do church. And I'll go first, give you time to think. And I think that that's uh, Matt Dudley's church, uh, mm. you know, the Ridge in Sullivan, Missouri. You know, I watch the way he does church um, from time to time. And, man, I think that that's just he's got a great thing out there. He's got a great ministry, um, his preaching, the music, the atmosphere that they've created at the Ridge. Um, I want to give a shout out to him and his church. They just got a new building. Um, I pray for that ministry because I've been there a couple times. Matt's a good friend of mine. 
And I really think they're doing a great job out there um, at the Ridge. And I would, you know, encourage anyone to just get on Facebook and go watch one of their services. And it'll just blow you away uh, what's going on out there in Sullivan, Missouri. Do you have any pastors or churches that maybe from time to time uh, you look up and watch and think, man, that's just that's just a great way to do church? Yeah, I'll mention two. <clears throat> One will be a place called Nebo Crossing. I, Bob Ritter, I like listening to him. I like his style of preaching. It's it's very, uh, I would say, informal, but he's he's a great communicator. Um, and then his worship there, my sister-in-law's on the worship team, um, and they're just doing some great things up in North Carolina. The other one that I would say, we mentioned it a little bit, but Hope Church. The thing that I, I so love about what Brian's doing and with Hope Church, and you know, we were in the talks of even possibly helping out with that, me and my wife, and being a part of one of those uh, church plants, but the Lord didn't see fit, and so we're just continuing to serve him. Uh, but one of the things that I loved when we were looking at it is each one of the Hope Church locations are completely different than the other one. It's not this plug and play, you're going to do it this way, and you're going to go in. And and Brian said it like this. He said each one of them are different because we use the skill sets that are e- at each one of them. He said at at my location we may have a full praise team, uh, drums, electric guitar, um, you know, an acoustic guitar. He said, but you know, maybe over at Roxborough or at Thomasville or one of the other locations, they are more of a rural country style church, and they've got a banjo, an acoustic guitar, and a cajon. And he said the style of worship is completely different. The way they teach is completely different, and I think that's what what is so important in ministry is that we figure out what works for us. We figure out the skill set that God has gifted that specific church at and then lean into that. You may not have an electric guitar player. You may not have a, a drummer, but you may have someone that can beat a box drum, and so you give them their, their tools and you allow that to happen, um, and you may have a person that – can play a banjo or a canjan or whatever it may be. Um, And all of a sudden you begin to build your worship around the, the people and the gifts that God's given you in that area. And I think that's what's so appealing to what Brian's doing because he's not saying, okay, we're going to be a hope church and this is what you need to look like. You need to look like what we're doing in Danville. He says, this is hope church and it's going to look like what hope church looks like in that area. Um, And I think as, we would be wise to figure out what our area looks like and begin to build our church around what that looks like in our community. Uh, the church at Philippi was completely different than this church at uh, Galatia and the church at Colossae and the church at uh, all these other places. They were all different. Paul wrote a different letter to each of them because they had their own strengths and weaknesses that they needed to be addressed. John, in the book of Revelation, each one of those seven churches got a different letter from Jesus because Jesus knew that each one of them needed different correction or different encouragement. The church at Philippi or the church at Philadelphia was not a, was not going to benefit from the letter from Laodicea because they were uh, two different churches that were struggling in two different areas. Um, and so for me, that would be uh, what I would encourage people to do is uh, begin to to look around and see the the strengths and weaknesses in your own community. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, that is a, such a good word. It's something that we need to take into consideration. That you know, it's just not all cookie cutter. It's just not right. all 
you know, the same thing. We're different as individuals, just like, you know, each individual is different and has their own. I talked about uh, yesterday, I talked about church being a big potluck and <laughs> how uh, each person brings their own dish. And by that dish by itself, it doesn't make a meal. But, you know, but not, you know, not every, we put all those dishes together and you get a church. And now it's going to be different every time. Uh, you're not always going to have the same items, but not everybody's going to bring string beans. Somebody's going to bring a meat. Somebody's going to bring a side. Somebody's going to bring a dessert. But man, when it all comes together, it works in perfect harmony and it, it's different. It's unique. And that's what's great about it. And we don't need to strive to just all be this same church that we're stamped out that we learned in some Bible college somewhere that, you know, I wrote this book on how to do church and you need to do church just this way. You know, I'll even call it a manual, mm. um, but mm. you, you need to you need to do church this way. And if you're not doing church this way, it's wrong. No, church is church is unique. Churches are different. And it, it's okay to celebrate those differences, and we don't all need to be the same, and we don't need to be put off by other churches that are different than ours. We need to celebrate those differences because we're all part of the family of Christ. Do you mean to tell me that you're putting out a, a Martin Church Manual here soon? Absolutely. Yes, it is, it, is, it is in the works. Love it. Love that. You know, it, uh, what I love about that even more, Brett, is that it's going to have Martin – church manual it's not going to be jesus's church manual it's not going to be the new testament church manual it's going to be named after your last name and that's probably right. the most important thing uh that we do uh when it comes to churches is put our name on it uh not lord or, or god or anything else it, it makes sense right and i'm also going to require our uh to read it on tape and record themselves <laughs> mail it in so i can make sure that they they read it Good man, love that, love that. Uh, so I hope you hope you guys are are picking up on our sarcasm a little bit, and uh, I hope you guys are excited about this new series as Hi, we man. are. And uh, if you uh, if you have any idea or topic that you want us to discuss, let us know. Uh, like I said, we've got uh, up until about April planned out, and uh, we're loving and and really excited. We've never done seasons, but this new season of the podcast and uh we thank you guys for listening we thank you guys for tuning in um and uh with that being said remember to god not the pastor be the glory found my new name found that good grace found that healing and the tears fell down my face when i found my beginning that has no ending found that second chance Thanks for listening to the For Freedom Podcast. If you enjoyed our content, do us a favor by liking, subscribing, or sharing our podcast on whichever podcast platform you use. Be sure to join us next time for the For Freedom Podcast.